Welcome to the Libra Lounge with Keisha podcast. Hope you guys are having a fantastic week. I don't know about y'all, but to me, these weeks, I don't, oof. Like, by Tuesday, I felt like I've already gone through a whole week. You know, and I can't keep blaming COVID for all of this. It's just something, are we still in retrograde? I think we are still in retrograde. And that shit throws off everything in life. But what it does not throw off is our social media pages. So make sure you are following us on the Libra Lounge with Keisha podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also listen to the show on the, what is it, the TuneIn app and the Laughable app and iHeartRadio. So um, my dad, (laughs) my dad was uh, with a group of people and trying to showboat a little bit about his kid. And he's like, yeah, my daughter's show is on I Love Radio. So I'm going to have to have a meeting with him that... um, Before you try to brag on anything, you might want to have all the facts straight. Now, all you did was had a group of people in their late 50s and early 60s sitting there trying to find my show on I Love Radio. That's probably like a porn radio site or something like that. I Love Radio up a black girl's ass, some shit like that. So if you're a friend of the Libra Lounge, you know what time it is. It is time for The Gab. We know she has a really big mouth, which sounds kind of dirty, and that's probably true, too. Let's gossip the gab with Keisha. Holy shit. Okay, I I never thought that this day would come. Not that I was hoping that it would come, but I just no one could have foreseen this. We are literally experiencing the fall of Ellen DeGeneres. Like, is that really where we are right now in the world now? We all hate Ellen? Ellen is horrible? According to a lot of her uh, employees and some celebrity guests, she is quite the horrible. So first, about a month ago, you know, someone someone asked me, like, why, why are all these things about different people coming out now? It's because, shit, it's, it's like, Ron, don't tell it all now. Everyone's a little bit bold about things that go on, and people just don't feel afraid to speak their truth. So it started internally where some of uh, Ellen's employees were saying that they had really bad work conditions. Um, they were saying that it was stressful in there. They uh, were required to do things that weren't part of their job description, and they were treated kind of subhuman. And I'm like, ain't that some shit right there? These motherfuckers working for Ellen DeGeneres and still complaining. Ellen could have had my whole office be in a box, and I would have been like, okay, but I work for Ellen DeGeneres. Like, Ellen could have said, you have to work all day, no pee breaks, no smoke breaks, no lunch break, no nothing. I can do that, but do I still work for you, Ellen? Yes. Okay, I can do that. But oh no, you got these people saying, uh, some of this stuff doesn't even make sense, okay? Like one of the employees said that someone else said something that was racial, okay? And even though we're all in a very hypersensitive time right now as far as race relations, when she said the thing that she said, I can't even remember what she said because that's how insignificant it was. I was like, girl, I've been called a black, black bitch at work before and didn't file a report. And you're trying to report on this? 
<sighs> but apparently shit is really bad over there because there's not an internal investigation. Like I didn't really realize that you could file a suit to have a talk show under is I didn't think Hollywood worked like that. I thought Hollywood was you could like roofie people and still be okay. You could steal people's songs and shit and sing it yourself and not give them credit nor pay them. I thought that's what Hollywood is all about. I didn't know you could do like I didn't know there was a number to call to say, uh, Ellen not treating me right. Like, how do you find that out? What is the number? What do they say when you say you're trying to report Ellen? I would have been like, um, are you talking about the Ellen DeGeneres? The one who was one of the first people to come out on a comedy show? That one? The one that always tries to dance but she really can't dance and she's always writing big checks to children, especially the ones that like can't walk and shit. She always gives to them. That Ellen DeGeneres? I'm sorry, ma'am. We cannot complete your complaint right now. Try again later. That's what I would, who, it, if you know the number that you call to report people, especially celebrities like Ellen, even like Kim Kardashian, you can really file complaints on them? I thought the most you could do was just get on Twitter and say something bad about them and then just carry on with your day. However, last week we had two guests who had been on Ellen's show. What was the, the tall, goofy guy who was on Everybody Loves Raymond? He played the brother. He looks like he's half Mexican and half Lurch. That's uh, Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. Oh, I guess since he ain't been in nothing in a long time, he, well, he has not. What has he been in? He's the yellow Eminem. Like I said, he ain't been in nothing in a long time. So he felt that he was like, okay, I'm going to jump on this boat and see maybe if I can get me a new acting gig because since Ray Romano's show is off, I, uh, brother having a hard time. So he did say that, you know, when he was there, there were a list of things that you were told as a guest that you cannot do. And one of them is you cannot approach nor talk to Ellen. And I guess what it, Leah Thompson is that she was the mom in Back to the Future, yeah, Leah Thompson. She she would co-sign. She said, "Oop, it's true. I, I it is most definitely true." So here's the thing: Leah Thompson has been in the business for a long time. She's been on, uh, been in film. She's been on TV. Even uh, what's the Mexican lurch guy's name again? Brad Garrett. He's been around for a long time too. So this is completely different from like if someone like Black China was complaining about Ellen. I'm like, girl, go sit down somewhere, go clean that stripper pole, oil it up real good. You got to work tonight. But these two, these, these are people who've been in the business for a while. So I got to believe them. I really, really, really do. Why would they lie? They have nothing to gain from it. But then I was like, well, if I had a talk show, I wouldn't want motherfuckers talking to me either. Like, no, we're gonna talk once we get on the stage. What do we not, what do we need to talk about before? I'd be like, don't even look at me. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't even be in the same building as my guest. I would be in a building next to it, and I would only go over there when it was time to do the show. I mean, is it wrong for someone to say, I don't want to be spoken to or approached by a guest? It's weird because, um, other talk show hosts go and meet and talk. Yes. And then on the flip side, you got some that are like, I don't want to waste any good conversation. That is very Save true. It for the show. Yeah. And, you know, yes, we're a little bitty podcast, but 
we get into a zone right before, right before we start recording, I'm annoyed. I don't want anyone really talking to me, and particularly producer James. I don't want anyone talking to me, bothering me. I'm in my zone. I'm trying to get my head straight. I'm trying to block out everything that is life. You know what I mean? Because it does affect your flow when when, when you are on the mic. So I, I don't I don't see that much wrong in it. However, I will say it would not hurt if Ellen went over there and shook someone's hand and said, hi, thanks for being on the show. Um, is there anything you need? And just make it real quick, you know, because it sounds like Ellen, who we all assume was very personable, is not really that personable in real life. But again, is that just not okay? It, she has the right to do that. I don't know, I don't know, but I, I, I you know, Ellen released a statement and it kind of seems like she doesn't want to continue with her show. She lying. Let me tell you that right now. She is not about to miss out on those chicks. Not at all. Watch this happen. In two weeks time, y'all going to see Ellen and Portia DeGrassi or whatever her wife's name is in Africa with the most snottiest nose kids taking pictures and they're going to have a real big check. And it's going to say to all the little ugly skinny, homeless, hungry black kids, here's a million dollars. And everything's going to be okay. I just, I get it. Every job has issues, okay? Look, I worked in the school system for six years. You will not believe some of the crazy shit that goes down with teachers, educators. I mean, there are some days you're like, this is not mentally okay for me. So I, I'm, I can't say I'm on or, or nor off of Ellen's side. I, I figure it's her show. She can do whatever she wants to do. As long as when the camera is rolling, she's doing what she's supposed to do. As long as she's promoting whatever it is that you want her to promote, all should be well. She's not there to be your friend. The show is called The Ellen DeGeneres Show. Look, as long as she continues to give gifts to her audience, that is fine. Those are the people who are important. Fuck y'all. Y'all are celebrities. Somebody else can kiss your ass. Why does it have to be Ellen? I'm just saying that's how I look at it. I mean, maybe there's a difference between, you know, having some rules and actually having like a toxic work environment. And that's what everyone's saying is that it's, it's very toxic. Back to what I just said. I worked in the school system. That is some toxic shit that I went through. There were some days I'm like, I can't do this no more. Like, it's just, it's not worth it. It's so much competitiveness, so much pettiness. And these are the adults. These are not even the kids. It's the adults that are doing this. So I hope that Ellen, um, I get, I hope that she gets an opportunity to speak her side. And if there is a need for her to apologize, I, I know that Ellen will do that. Um, and also if you do go ahead and decide to quit the show, I know someone who would love to take your place. And they thought you were toxic. They ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Moving right along, speaking of toxic, we're going to talk, talk about Meghan Markle. All right. I can't stand this girl. <laughs> Just I cannot stand this girl. I have never seen someone who hit the jackpot in life, okay? The jackpot. You came from... A black mom who looks like, I think she's a yogi. And then you have this white dad 
who seems to be the epitome of trash, along with his other white kids, you still manage to get a prince, not like a little little foreign country in Greece prince, okay? Not like a little hut African prince. <laughs> you got one of the princes of the world. You got Harry. And your ass still not happy. She is the most complaining person on planet Earth. Okay, so number one, the majority of the women saw it in your eye that you were plotting on this shit since day one. I think you knew exactly where Harry was going to be the night y'all met, and you put it down on him, all right? So you, <laughs> this is going to sound horrible, but your black ass, they let your black ass in the castle. Yeah, you're still not happy. Okay, so you marry the prince, you immediately get pregnant, which is smart. That is very, very smart on your part. You have this beautiful baby, you're living this beautiful life, your daddy has embarrassed the fuck out of you, uh, but you know what? The queen is still dealing with you. You will be the first person of color to ever have a portrait in the castle, but you're still not happy. So you made this boy leave his entire everything, his family, his money, his life, to come be with your ass in Canada and L.A., okay? But you're still not happy. Now you're trying to sue all the tabloids in Europe, England, I'm sorry, who post things about you. Bitch, that's how you stay relevant, okay? I don't get this, girl. Every week it is something new. It's like you married a prince, yet you didn't think that you were going to constantly be in the news? Yes, you are. I, I'm just confused by what she thought it was going to be. You can't marry one of the princes of the world and expect to just live a normal life. It doesn't work that way. Now she's complaining about how she was never fully accepted, how people treated her different. But you know what? I can spot a diva from a mile away, and I think you went in there at the ass expecting people to treat you a certain kind of way. Bitch, you knew. You knew, okay? You need to come in. First of all, I would be like, I, is there a, a map for inside the castle so I can know how to get around? Is this shit going to be like Hogwarts and the stairs? They switch and they change, and one, what, what was one way is now another way? Those are the things I'm going to be concerned about. Also, do y'all have Popeye's chicken that can be delivered here to the castle? That would be high up on my list of things that I want to know about. Uh, is there, are there ghosts in the castle? What? Those are the things. But this bitch just, in one word, she goes, I don't want all this fame, but you're constantly doing things to be in the news. Like, you guys stepped down from being senior royals. That would have never happened with me. No, I'm going full royal to the very, very end, okay? I gotta ask, how long would you walk around Buckingham Palace waiting for one of the uh, paintings to talk to you? They, I would go up there and talk to them. Hi. <laughs> I'm Keisha. I'm working on my English accent. Can you help me do that? Can you help me? So maybe the queen and I can understand one another a little bit better. That would be me, okay? This girl is never, ever happy. And I, every time there's a picture of her and Harry, it really looks like she is a kindergarten teacher who has the child on the first day of school that kept crying and holding on to their mom's leg and she had to pull him away and walk around the classroom and teach with him by her side, saying, here, Harry, this is your seat. I'm going to sit you next to Tommy. Tommy, can you be Harry's friend? And she's directing him on how to... 
carry after you go number two, you have to use the toilet paper and wipe. And then after that, you have to come over here, Harry. You have to wash your hands. She looks like she bosses this guy around. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. And let's just be honest. Meghan Markle don't want to be black. She, she is in the same category as Tiger Woods. Black by convenience. Bitch, I've seen the roots of your hair and I've seen the edges of your hair. You not fooling anybody. I think that if she had a better white side of the family, we would never even know she was, she would never have claimed to be half black. But her white side of the family is so fucked up. She's like, I guess I got to stick with her ass. So come on, mama, let's go. Let's go on to the castle. It's like, Megan, chill the fuck out. Do what you do. You were the dream of every Disney film about a princess until recently. It was to marry the prince. Be happy with that and shut the fuck up, okay? Now we'll give you this. I love the bitch's style. She, I love her style. She is always dressed complete perfection. This was even before she became the Duchess, which I guess she don't even have that title anymore. I'm sorry, I'm not about to fuck up anything that's gonna take my title away. All right, speaking of titles, <laughs> um, we're going to list something. I just find this so comical because you know I have a sick sense of humor. But um, we're going to show you a list of children's books with hilariously inappropriate titles. I actually still have this on my phone. Okay. Producer James is going to show you the pictures of the type of the, um, what do you call the front of the book? The front of the book. Yes. The cover. The cover of the book. Our first children's book with an inappropriate title is Mommy Drinks Because of You. She also does lines of coke because of you as well. The next book is, do you want to play with my balls? Well, if you're talking to a boy, the answer would be absolutely yes. You can play with my balls. You can play with my balls on the schoolyard, at home, in the car. You can play with my balls. The next book is, put Tony's nuts in your mouth. That kind of goes along with... So he must be related to the little boy that wants you to play with the balls. Here's the thing, men always like for you to play with the nuts, okay? Don't forget the balls, don't forget the nuts. Okay, our next title is, If You Give a Pig the White House. Enough said right there. All right, our next one is, Charlie Chokes His Chick. You know what, this has a lot to do with dicks. Like, uh, I, do you think the people who wrote these books were uh, suppressing something? What was going on with them? No, I think they were totally innocent. It's just they probably just not aware what it really means Look, what we when, think it means. Yeah, you have to remember, there's people like us in the world, and we will jump on any, pro uh, any opportunity to make something sound completely fucked up. Okay, like this, cooking with poo. Which is Winnie the Pooh, to be fair. But to be fair, they didn't say that in the title. It just says cooking with poo. It really should have been cooking with Winnie. That was something like that. Winnie or, the poo. Or cooking with Tigger or Piglet or any other character. Because, I mean, let's just be honest. Winnie the Pooh don't look like he cooks much because he concentrates majority on eating. Have you seen his his belly? He's it's got a beer belly. He's got a honey belly. Honey. Is that what it is? It's honey. All that honey. Okay, and so the last book is if you give a kid a cookie, Will he shut the fuck up? Temporarily, he will, okay? Temporarily, the child will shut the fuck up. But as soon as that cookie is gone, it's going to be, but I have to go to the restroom. But I need a glass of water. I, there's a monster underneath my bed. It will always 
be something. That's why you give them Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> you give them Benadryl at nighttime. Then they will shut the fuck up. All right, when we get back, we're going to have my guest, Keith Henry, who's going to talk about some of these social issues that are going on in our crazy world right now. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Libra Lounge with Keisha. I have with me in the studio Keith Henry. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm I'm here. I'm here. Why don't you introduce yourself to the Libra Lounge audience? Hello. Hi. My name is Keith Henry, and I am a candidate for city commissioner in Texas City of District One. I grew up in Galveston in public housing um, by a single mother, my twin brother, and I. I was able to, um, as I say, are fortunate to attend college on the track scholarship because mm -hmm. I could run fast and turn left, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and when I did that, I graduated from Buffalo State College in, in New York. Um, okay. Then I went on to attain my master's degree in public administration, mm -hmm. PhD, public policy, and from there, um, I guess currently, recently a PhD in public policy. And prior to that, I worked 10 years in government, um, primarily in both Austin and Washington, D.C. And so for the last two years, I wanted to come home and mm -hmm. give back to my community by, by running for this position. So you have a PhD? And, and that, I am writing my dissertation, so I'm <laughs> to say that. I'm okay. completing my dissertation currently. So when that happens, do this for me. Like, that is your official title is doctor. Do not a lot, like, your wife has to call you Dr. King. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Everyone has to, because that's how I would be. I'm like, do not call me Rakesha. It is doctor. That is my first name. It's, it's no. doctor. I, I, I'd rather people just call me Keith. See, you, see, that's why you will be a man of power, and I'll just continue being a peon, because no. if I had too much power, I would take full advantage of that. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So, okay, I'm, I'm a feminist. Everyone who knows me, everyone who watches the show knows that I'm a feminist. So how do you feel that it's important for women to be on the forefront after we have basically been trained to be in a supportive role? And, yeah, I, I think, one, I was raised by a single mom, mm -hmm. right, which, which I mentioned in the introduction. So I saw her working laboriously, like three and four jobs. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the, at the time, I think growing up, I don't ever remember her just having one job. Mm -hmm. And her work ethic and also just her stern discipline on my mm -hmm. brother and I, just put in our psyche that women are strong. Mm -hmm. Women can do anything a man can do. Mm -hmm. uh, in addition to that, I also have two daughters. Mm -hmm. And I don't want them to grow up and go into a world where they're, they don't get chosen for a job that they qualify on the sole basis that they're a woman. Mm -hmm. So I tell them to never let anybody tell you to wait your turn. Right. And, and I guess in, in, in traditional pathologies, though, and, and I say this even as a Christian man, is I, I think that we, we play those gender roles. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, that, and that creates this stigma yes. that women shouldn't be able to lead, which is 
again, which is absurd on its face. Mm-hmm. I've seen my mother. My wife certainly leaves that house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no, no doubt about she knows what's up. No doubt about that. <laughs> but, I've, but I've also seen very far and few between, unfortunately, to this point, very few women um, in powerful, powerful positions. But the women that I have seen have mm-hmm. done phenomenally well. Right. Um, and so uh, that, how do we dispel those traditional roles? I think it's going to take us men to listen more, mm-hmm. certainly. James, write this down. <laughs> so, Pen and piece of paper. Okay? <laughs> James, I need to listen more too. Trust, <laughs> trust me. In the Henry household, my wife doesn't think I listen enough. Either. He got told that yesterday, very loudly. He was so, told that. <laughs> so, certainly, we need to listen more, be more empathetic, and also we need to be more. We need to be advocates for right. for women. Mm-hmm. It's it's one thing to listen, but if we're sitting at the round table and we we're able to make the decision. Uh, we need to say, "Hey, let's let's give let's give this woman a shot, right? A- and right. not base it off base base it off basically. This person knows my uncle, or I played golf with this person's well, brother. That small <laughs> town, right there, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. You know, and, it, and it's more so. I've I've seen it pretty much everywhere I, I go, mm-hmm. and, and that needs to that certainly needs to change. That one is um." A hard one right there you know especially I think we have this conversation every few months just that small town mentality 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 and sometimes you get caught up with um, the good old boy game especially in our backyard and it's like how do we break that down but I think by doing things like this that you know that is part part of it in our household well James says me and my mom are the two most I don't need a man having women he's ever met in his entire life and I told him, I was like, you know, in my eyes, black women aren't given the choice not to be strong. We have to learn how to do everything. And that's just how we are brought up, period. Um, and especially since, you know, statistically, a lot of black women are single moms. So you have to just do those roles. However, in my household, James does the dishes. <laughs> James does the laundry. James says, what else? Everything I don't feel like doing. Just he, he he does it, and he lets me be me. You know what I mean? And I'm not a domestic goddess at all. No. And he knows he'll get fired, so if he doesn't do the right thing. So, you know, we have a lot of women that are stepping up. In your opinion, who are the women to watch? Who are the women that you think every woman should know about? Besides Oprah. Besides That's a, a given. Well, <laughs> well, certainly they're, they're the luminaries that are popular and mainstream. Mm-hmm. We know about Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. We know about Beyonce. Uh, I do think that we also need to look back at our historical mm-hmm. individuals. Ida B. Wells, mm-hmm. Susan B. Anthony is one. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who else do I want to name? I want to name uh, Shirley Chisholm, mm-hmm. Fannie Lou Hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Helen Keller is probably one of my favorite individuals. All of these women existed at a time where there were essentially no rights for women. Right. And they never allowed anyone to define who they are. Mm -hmm. And I think many women can learn from those individuals. Mm -hmm. Uh, Currently, I would say 
and regardless yeah. of anybody, anybody's politics, I think people have to look at Congresswoman uh, Cortez mm -hmm. and uh, also an, another Congresswoman. They, they slipped my mind. So, but, but, I, but, those, but those women, again, it's something about never letting anyone tell you what your place is. Right. They had this internal fortitude, mm -hmm. both the historical luminaries and also the current women's empowerment, that no one is going to stop me from my from, from my right. goal, from my dream. And and that that's important. So I, I would certainly uh, the the women and the women I mentioned certainly right. recommend. You know, and, and nowadays, I mean, if a man tells a woman she can't do something, that could get you cut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. James, who's the girl that everyone hates? Um, what's an A? He mentioned her, AOC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think that she's just so bold. She is so bold. I mean, when you, when you see her walk into a room, you cannot not look at this girl. Right. You know what I mean? She is unapologetically herself. You right. know what I mean? Now, she may not always uh, say the right thing or sometimes the stuff that she says is like, ooh, okay. But she is bold. She's fearless. And she's so captivating to me. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, she's one of those, I, and I made a post about this, I, I don't agree with a lot of her policy, yeah. but you definitely need people like that on both sides, left and right, to be active, to be, you know, to be seen, to be part of the process. Yeah. So. Women that are just saying, you know, just the thought that there are some women that don't do certain things because they don't think that that's a role for a woman. It still goes on a lot. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, and right now with our society, James and I were actually talking about this women are still so overly sexualized, you know? Um, Some of that's by their own doing. Or, right. I mean, it's, I mean, classical feminism has moved from a point of equality to a point of men are pigs. We should be pigs too, just to match that. So you get that over-sexualization is empowerment, which works great all the way until that shame wall starts to hit. We always get into, not get into it, but we always debate about Cardi B. Okay. Because I love Cardi B. And he's just like, what is she just turning that music off? He was like, I feel bad you wasted your money downloading that. I'm like, well, I'm not turning it up. And then me and my daughter are sitting there rapping right along with me. He's like, what? You let her say, I'm like, it's in the song, you know? But again, she's someone, she doesn't care. She's who she is. She doesn't try. She's like, yes, I, I went from the strip club. Now look where I am. And to me, there is a journey there. You Absolutely. know, you know, people may see her and say she's gross or disgusting, but she doesn't care. You know, and I think that right in, in as much as he, you know, he grew up listening to country music and classic rock stations. And I recognize talent. She I has just, talent. It's, you know. If it's my daughter listening to things, I get a little more sensitive than if it's a stranger. Especially like from someone who can barely read and barely talk. She can talk, you just can't always understand what she says. Okay. She can talk, though. Yeah, and, and, and I can understand both points. And, uh, with Cardi B, I do think, yes, her music is raunchy. Mm -hmm. 
nonetheless, her narrative is the American dream. Exactly. Right? You, you you come from Nothing. humble beginnings, yeah. and now you live this opulent lifestyle. Right. It, it's hard work. We, it's a lot of hard work. Now, right? Yeah, I mean, I remember when she was Cardi B before she got her teeth fixed. Before she got the veneers, I mean, she was struggling a big time. And personally, I, I, I'm rude, crude. I'm a little bit raunchy. If you, anyone who watches the show, I mean, anything may come out of my mouth. And poor James bless him. He's such a good man. So, you know, why do you think it is that people still fear women being in power? Antiquated. Why is that funny? <laughs> Have they met you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you no, know, we're gonna have to have a meet after the show. <laughs> and turn your mic off, <laughs> James. I don't want you sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> okay. Look, he could just blink the wrong way one day, and it's like you we're getting a divorce. <laughs> I've I've had plenty of nights where I've slept on the couch. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm still learning. It's a journey. Yeah. Uh, just these antiquated, just ideologies about what a woman's role or place is. Mm -hmm is why people fear women in leadership or this this notion that women are emotional and they can't handle pressure and we need a man when it when it comes down to it which i think is nonsensical absurd on its face mm -hmm. you know well humans are emotional right, right? Mm -hmm. and <clears throat> you know the one thing that at least I personally believe is when it comes to organizational structure, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, a woman will certainly be probably the more plausible option. Mm -hmm. um, but we have to look at, we have to look at capabilities. I mean, right. So on the sole basis, we just can't look at gender or, or, or even race for that matter. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. You know, I think and. When people say that women are emotional, well, there are certain times during the month that we are. I, I, I will say for me, it's always good to have that voice of reason, you know, and sometimes it needs to be a man to write this. So you need to chill. You know you eating pickles and you eating chocolate. You know what time of the month it is. Please do not nuke China right now because <laughs> you are having a moment, you know. Um, so I do get that part. And when people say that, I can't really argue with it. I'm like, I'm a woman. And yes, sometimes we are emotionally. The next day we're like, I'm sorry for what I said when I had PMS. My bad. So, but I do feel like people still view women as being soft. Like we can't make big decisions. Um, I mean, in our household, I do wear the pants. Is that fair to say? I think socially, yeah. I and, mean, and I think that, you know, it takes a strong man to be with a woman who can lead, you know, because most men, they want to be the head of the household. And, I mean, we both have our roles in what we do, but it has nothing to do with our gender at all. He don't want me to be in charge of the money because I'll spend it all, you know. I just wait for him to say, watch your spending this week. And I'm like, why are we poor this week? So, you know, it's, it's, it's the relationship, you know. And I've worked for women and men in, in corporate America. And it's, it's down to the individual. Yeah. I mean, I've had women who, who um, led like men. I've had men who led like women. And it's the individual, ultimately. Yeah. The style doesn't follow the gender. 
Yeah. But you I have worked with some crazy women, huh? And that's They're, coming from a woman. I, like I hate to that. say it, Damn, the craziest little... ones have been women. Yeah, but they have. Again, there's crazy on both sides. Yeah, but on y'all side, that they, they was all a little bit crazy. Like, uh, yeah. So, um, so you know, everyone is still. We're trying to keep Rihanna Taylor and her case in the news as much as we can, right. because. Um, she hasn't even started to get justice for being killed. Do you think that's because she's a woman or because she's black or is it just like a combination of both? I think it's simply because she's a black woman. Uh -huh. And mm -hmm. the, the reality of it is had that been a white woman, the outcome would be different. We, we would likely have seen arrest, an arrest already, mm -hmm. you know, and that goes to a lot of uh, white fragility mm -hmm. and you know if it was one I don't even want to say microcosm but probably the quintessential example of white woman fear mm -hmm. is the individual in Central Park in New York who mm -hmm. who called the police mm -hmm. and just you know the theatrics mm -hmm. just she's been a Karen she's been a Karen <laughs> you know, you know and you, and you just wonder, and, and at least my experience as a black man mm -hmm. and having black daughters and African-American wife, African-American mom, um, they wouldn't be able to get away with that. Mm -hmm. You know, not without... Oh, God, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know, no. Not, not without consequence. Immediate and, <laughs> right? consequences. And, and so, um, yeah, it, it's... Yeah, to, to my, my, my firm opinion, it's certainly... Because Breonna Taylor was a black, black woman. woman. Well, you know, Oprah put, because um, Oprah Winfrey has her magazine and no one has ever been on the cover of it. So Oprah actually put Breonna Taylor on the cover of her magazine. And to me, that is really a cry for justice for this young lady because no one's listening. And I don't know if you saw the photos that were uh, circling the interwebs of the district attorney who's responsible for her case, who is an African-American man, at his engagement party to his white uh, fiance, and he was the only black person there. It, it literally looked like a scene from that movie, Get Out. Okay. I was like, oh, you might be in danger. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> but I think it just makes it worse. That really makes people more angry because here's a person who clearly had a black mother, a black grandmother, probably has uh, black sisters, and he's not trying to seek justice for Brianna. Right. You and, know? And, and a part of you, you mind me, um, the optics, optics look bad, mm -hmm. and, and regardless of, uh, to me, so be it if all your contemporaries, all your friends are white. Mm -hmm. it, that is your right, that is your privilege. Absolutely. And we shouldn't be basing our friend decisions based on our right, color, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. If we want an equitable world. <clears throat> the issue there is, let's just do what's right. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's simply do what is right. It shouldn't be a political posture. Mm -hmm. Are you trying to protect the police union? Right. Or individuals within, within uh, government? Just do what's right. Yeah. And, and let <clears throat> and, and then let the rule of law play out. Give right. you know, let's
take it to a jury if, if we have to. Yeah, um, I just feel, I think people feel like she's being ignored. And that's why we're having to, on social media, do hashtag Breonna Taylor and justice for Breonna Taylor. And you know what? We should have to do that. No. You know what I mean? Um, so I know you say you have daughters, and they helped dress you, and they did a superb job. <laughs> Good job, ladies. Um, how do you think that... How do you prepare black young women, especially dark-skinned black young women, for a world that women are already already oppressed, but then we're also oppressed within our own culture because of our skin tone? And, and I say that because I'm very dark-skinned, and I've always gotten, you know, oh, you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl, you're pretty yeah. for a black girl. But then I have a daughter who is light-skinned, who is a, an attractive young lady, but I've always taught her that that does not come from this your skin tone. You know what I mean? And even now, people will say, oh, she's so pretty, because they assume her dad is white. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, you know, back when I was young, like, people don't know that you can just be light-skinned. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to be mixed race. I mean, we used to say bright. Oh, she's just bright. <laughs> Um, but you have to, I think you have to go a step further with girls who are dark skinned. And, and from the outside, just as, a, mm -hmm. as an outsider looking in, it's, it's kind of obvious that, that colorism in some areas runs pretty strong. In I, the South. Yeah, most definitely. Because well, I, I've, I've heard black women actually say, look at her and her light skinned ways. Like, oh, okay. He's talking about me because I said no, 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 I, I, mean, I, mean, I said you at the light skin today. That's <laughs> that yellow bone. That's right. that yellow bone in you right now. But, but yeah. But what is that? That yeah. is that is assigning an expectation of behavior based on a tone. Which yeah. what is that? All right. Well, in our house, we joke about just about anything. So she knows it's not a real thing. But because she'll randomly tell me, you know. If we were alive during the slave days, I'd be in the house. You'd be out in the field. Now, they just have to wave at you. So, you know, we <laughs> we we talk about um, major issues, important issues, but we also add like a touch of comedy to it because it just makes you feel more open to communicate yeah. about it. But I do think that brown-skinned girls have it just a little bit tougher. That one is. Deep. It was, it's a hard one. <laughs> that one is the, and and certainly in the African American lexicon, we all say it in jest about light skin, dark mm -hmm. skin. You know, um, it out the way we view 